following podcast is presented by Secret Room Multimedia. This is Fairpoint. I'm your Reverend Craig Lewis. And I'm Nathan Kappeser. Yes, yes. We have been spiritually achieved. Spiritually achieved. All because I read a few pamphlets online. That's cool. You were saved by Bob. They told me I could become an ordained minister if all I did was pay them a bunch of money to their website. Oh, yeah? They said only $35 to join and I could be an ordained member. And I was like, well, I, I always wanted to be a clergyman. So. Yeah, I'm a I'm an actual ordained minister in the Universal Life Church. Is this a real thing? Yes, I have a certificate. How, I how did I not know I was sit, I was standing across from a holy man this entire time? <laughs> yeah, it was I was like 20 or something. It was a while ago, but yeah, that's that's super sweet. And here I am, just well, you've been sanctioned by J.R. Bob Dobbs. We're gonna get all up in this bitch later. Let's wait until we get to the topic section to do that. Let's go back and reverse a little bit. Yeah, ladies, gentlemen, and other... Countrymen? Sure, those two. America and beyond. Check it out. It's our 20th episode. I really cannot believe we actually made it to 20 this time. Uh, Yeah. It only took us two years, right? Yeah. (laughs) Or over a full year. (laughs) Yeah, I wish we could have done a year anniversary, but it's like, hey guys, it's our year anniversary. It's our, our 17th sixth episode. episode. <laughs> well, actually, it would have been in like right when we relaunched. Oh, yeah, like July. It's our relaunch slash one-year anniversary. <laughs> but hey, 20 episodes. That's pretty cool. Welcome to episode 20. It's our first milestone. And to celebrate this, I got an amazing email from an actual musical artist that supposedly loves me. Really? Yeah, he sent me something just for me. And this was it's to celebrate our 20th shame. episode? No, but... <laughs> But it's just, I, I figured it'd, go, it'd coincide with it. Okay. It's a shame I don't like this guy, though. You ever listen to James Blunt? Uh, yeah, I've heard of him. I, I don't ever listen to him, no. Uh, his voice is really... He emailed you because he scratchy. likes Fairpoint? He, no, not because he likes Fairpoint, because he, he, he wants to do me a favor and have me buy his new album. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. No way, dude. No, th- this, here, check this out. This is this email I get. First off, how the fuck did you get my email account? Well, you gave me your email account. No, no, no. Why, no. Why, you, James Blunt. The, oh, I was fan. Saying, when did the topic switch to me? <laughs> if you want me to stop it, emailing you, I'm like, looking at chain you, letters I'm, about Jesus and kittens. I'm looking at you, but I'm talking through you. Okay. To gotcha. James Blunt or gotcha. whoever his manager is or whoever runs his fan site. I don't know. I don't know. But they even know my name, too. Uh, this, this is why Facebook is, is, is bad. I'm sure that's what they got it from. But it says right here, so, ellipses, just for you, ellipses. Here's the first single from my new album. It's called Bonfire Heart. And the first time it'll be broadcast on the airwaves will be on BBC Radio around 11 a.m. this morning and later today in mainland Europe. Now, this is probably, uh, I got this like a week or two ago. Okay. Uh, whatever, but. Because you signed up for the James Blunt mailing list? Uh, somebody must have, I guess. Or, so but, you're telling me this isn't a personal message? I, you know what? It felt like it was. <laughs> As, <laughs> I felt a connection. <laughs> yeah, a big, strong one. It says, this song's about love, life, fear and hope, ellipses, and more than anything, you, ellipses, and me, ellipses. So listen to it, and I am not going to because no, I don't want Jer- am I. <laughs> I don't want James Blunt to be singing a song about me and him. <laughs> yeah, that'd be. I don't want to listen to him singing Awkward. a song about you and him either. What if everyone else got the email and it was like, but more than anything, it's about me and Craig Lewis. <laughs> you got it. And it I do. You know, it's about me and you. 
Actually, you know what? I do want to listen to James Blunt's song about Craig Lewis. <laughs> it's got to be interesting. He knows me so well. We've hung out so many times. But he said he really hopes I like the song, and he wants me to let him know what I think. You don't want that. <laughs> yeah, let him know then. Okay. Well, James I'll Blunt. let you know right here. James Blunt, I just think you're awful. Would you please take me off your mailing list however you got me? <laughs> and you can, uh, if, if you uh, want any of our further opinions on your music, you can find us at, at Fairpoint Pod on Twitter. It's, Ooh, it's so much. Hey, oh. It's better than email. I mean, it is better than email. It's quicker. <laughs> also, only allows you to put in 140 characters. Oh, yeah, and that's better than anything. I mean, why doesn't everyone love Twitter? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. I certainly don't not love Twitter. I certainly don't spend about an extra three to four minutes trying to figure out how to reword a tweet just so I can have it all fit. It's everything Facebook is and less. <laughs> so true so true it's just like one portion of facebook and it's supposedly the part everybody hates about facebook knowing what you're up to facebook finally got rid of the character limitation oh they had one but it was like really long anyways wasn't it Yeah, but it's gone now yeah but i mean even when they had it it was still a lot pretty big limit i copied and pasted war and peace it was still able to go through (laughs) it was like see more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> was that after that they got rid of the limitation that was after obviously after okay well i was saying uh, i was saying it was really long and then you're like you copy and pasted it war and peace is at least 143 characters at least at least <laughs> i think the title's at least 143 characters you know what you're a character oh my thank you <laughs> cheers to me then cheers to nathan and no cheers goes to james blunt Cheers to J.R. Bob Dobbs. Yeah, way better than James Blunt. Clink. (laughs) So what you're saying is you're not going to buy James Blunt's album? I wouldn't even spend Xbox points on it. Because those are so rare to come by. Neither would I, mainly because I don't have an Xbox. And (laughs) and because I don't like James Blunt. Well, well, thankfully for all the Xbox owners out there in the fall of 2013... You're going to be able to just use your hard-earned U.S. dollars, and there's going to be no more point converting. Oh, yeah? I so, think I heard about that. That's Yeah, that's that's something. So it's just going to be straight-up dollar amounts on there instead yep. of, like, 1,600 points and all that? Yeah, 1,600 points or $20, yeah. you know, whatever. I'm sure that'll be a lot easier for people that work in video game stores. Like you? <laughs> yeah, they don't have to come up and be like, how much is $20 worth of Xbox points? How much is $15? How much is 50 They can just, you just be like, $50 worth of Xbox points is $50. You can afford anything that's just, $50 or less. Just look to the dollar converter up on the <laughs> chart behind you. You pay $50 and you get $50 in Xbox. Money, not points. Now that's what I call a fair deal. <laughs> Okay, we have one news story. That's it? It's big enough to warrant this whole news section, whatever you want to call yeah, it, I'd segment. Say I'd say it's pretty big. It's uh, earth-shattering. Yeah, and it's we've... groundbreaking. We've wanted to talk about this for so long now and haven't talked to each other about it because we had to do the Blurry Photos episode. We had to set all that shit up, and we were like, okay, as soon as we're finished with all that, then we'll talk about it. But we had to wait so it would be natural and real. And now we can finally talk about it. Both conversation and confusion are just oozing from me right now. Yes. Craig, the new One Direction single. Oh my god. Best song ever or not Dude, best song I'm not ever. prepared for that. I thought we were doing the One Direction movie. <sighs> no! <laughs> I know, but seriously. Not at all what we were talking about. Batman. I'm sure... Anyone listening to this podcast has already heard, Batman has been cast. Batman! But just in case they haven't heard... Aflac. Aflac? Not the Aflac duck. That would be an interesting choice. Ben Affleck has been cast as the Batman. Since the time has gone by, a lot of rage has subsided for a lot of people with it, but there's still a huge uproar about it. This is for the Man of Steel sequel... That's now titled Batman versus Superman. Yeah, so it's not just a straight up Batman movie. Yeah, he's uh, Ben Affleck's going to pair up against, I guess, Henry Cavill. But initially, there was a lot of fan outrage. Yeah, there's a huge amount of fan outrage, and I feel like it subsided a little in the time that's passed. But it's still there. And I mean, one day 
after this casting, there was already a petition on the internet to have him recast. Yeah. And I, I think that's dumb. Let let him have his choice. I mean, he's not the best choice for Batman, but he's far from the worst choice. Yeah. I mean, right? George Clooney was a worst choice. No, 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 no. George Clooney was a good cast. Just what was he going to do with a horrible director and horrible direction and horrible script? And now at least Ben Affleck has a good director. George Clooney could have been good. They should. Uh, you really think so? Yeah. If he yeah. wasn't like hamming it up as the charming George Clooney when he was in the cowl, you know what I mean? Right. right. When he... Don't you think like if he would have been good as Batman, don't you think that would have just overwhelmed him with smug? What do you mean? Like he he would that would have given him like such a sense of smugness and self achievement. If he did a good job, if as he did Batman, a good job as Batman, so maybe he probably would have saying, overloaded early. So you're saying he probably self sabotaged himself. Maybe he knew it was best for the world, as opposed to self sabotaging yeah. someone else. Um, <laughs> He purposefully played the role wrong. No, I think it was probably Joel Schumacher in a horrible script. They could have at least made Robin 16. You know, if I made a new Batman movie, fuck it and have Nightwing already in it. And just have it like his career's already been established for a while. He's already familiar with most of his villains. So at most, all we need is like maybe a a two-minute flashback to retell the origin of Batman, if that's even necessary anymore. Yeah, everyone knows Batman. Go ahead and have it be a fresh new like mystery. You know what I mean? Have him doing some detective work. You can have a few of the villains show up. It would be great. And I think that's why the Arkham games have been so successful, because everybody knows Batman. Batman is he's already established in detective work. Yeah, dude. I would love it. I would absolutely love it. But back to Batman. Batman. Batfleck. I've heard Ooh, I like that one. See, the first one I heard was was Ben Man, and I'm like, that's not even No. Ben Man. <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't hey even guys, make it It's me, Ben Man. He's already Ben Man. <laughs> <laughs> he's been bad Ben Man for thirty plus years. Some robbers like snatching an old lady's purse in an alley. I don't know why the old lady was cutting through the alley that night, but she <laughs> yeah. was. And she's like, No, no. And then he's like, Hey, Step off, pal, and it's just Ben Affleck. It's just like, <laughs> like a gray like, suit and What tie. are you, some fucking wise guys? <laughs> no, I'm Ben Man. Ah, you're a knucklehead. <laughs> he stabs him, and he's like, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Lady, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> Lady, what? He's got a knife. Why would you take this stupid shortcut through a dark alley anyways? Just get just, a cab. Just take the purse and leave us alone. <laughs> I would have given you money for a cab. I'm rich. <laughs> then the ro- robber's like, wait, you're rich? Holy shit, you're Ben Affleck. Give me your fucking watch. No, I'm Ben Man. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Ben Affleck. I'm I know st- him. We're good friends. I'm in deep cover studying for a role that's going to be coming soon. Yeah. Ben Man begins. Oh, uh, but- ben Man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Facebook friends. Wah! Ben Man is absolutely a horrific <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been Ben Man for thirty six years. I've been calling it Bat Ben. Bat Ben is it makes is, way more sense. Batfleck, I liked that one. Batfleck works, but I think that everybody brings up his role in Daredevil and how awful it was, or even Geely, which I don't know what we're acting in Geely has to do with anything. <laughs> At least Daredevil, it's another comic book role. But that was before you know Disney owned Marvel and they took any of those comic on. book movies I mean, seriously. That's like oh. They're casting George Clooney in a movie. George Clooney can't act. Hasn't anyone seen Batman and Robin? Like, come on. Any, everyone's done bad movies. Like, yeah, of course. But some people sort of have a point when they bring up the fact that he's done a superhero movie before. But that was a horrible movie with a horrible script, horrible direction. Uh, and he was a lot younger. And I got to say, the man's talented and earned a lot of respect uh, in the past five to ten years. I would say he's become a respectable writer and director. And he's matured a lot, I think, too. I have no problem with Ben Affleck. I like Ben Affleck. I I think he's cool in a lot of shit. Also paired with somebody that has already established knows the substance that he's using and has done it successfully the first time around. It wasn't a perfect movie. Man of Steel was definitely flawed, but still a great movie. He he knows what he's doing, so who knows, you know? A man that's actually a good actor paired with a good director. Honestly, I mean... I could see no Ben Affleck isn't my choice for the perfect Batman. Like of course I said, not. I still he's... go with Guy Pierce. That was my thoughts on the JLA podcast we did, and those are still my thoughts on my it. My thoughts were Denzel Washington, <laughs> which I still stand by that would be fucking awesome. Sure, why not? Denzel can do anything he ben wants. Ben Affleck's really. not a bad choice. I mean, at worst I think he'll be on par with anybody who played Batman in the nineties. 
At worst, yeah. And I still think he'd be better than that. Yeah, like, I, I think he, at worst he'd do as good as Michael Keaton did, and Michael Keaton did a good job. So, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if you ask me, I don't know. Yeah, and my, I add, back in 89, when Michael Keaton was originally cast, everybody said, no, that's, that he can't do that. Like, that's not Michael Keaton. And same thing happened when Heath Ledger was cast, was and cast. when Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway was cast. And I think most people seem to agree that they did a great job. Anne Hathaway, not as many as Heath Ledger, but... I, love, I don't think I've I heard anybody say anything bad about Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah. When Heath Ledger was cast, all anybody said was, oh, the gay dude from Brokeback Mountain, really? Yeah. Or the pretty boy in a knight's tale? No, no. He's a good character actor. And he did a phenomenal job. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to give Ben a chance. All we are saying is give Ben a chance. No, that's it's whatever. Just a If you're chance. with it, you're with it. If you're not with it, you're not with it. I can see both both sides. But uh, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to give him a chance myself too. To, to the opposing side, I will say if you were excited about this movie, please don't immediately dismiss it and not go see it yeah come on at least at least uh at least watch it so then you can have a good stance saying why it's awful i can totally see ben affleck in the cowl see here's the thing like it's not like ben affleck has any huge iconic person roles you know it's not like you're gonna be like all i can see is that guy from jersey girl that's all i can (laughs) see And I, I mean, my favorite Batman is Kevin Conroy from the animated series and I could see ben affleck doing a very Conroy-esque Batman, you know? I do like the idea of Bruce Wayne being a little more suave and debonair. Absolutely. Uh, And I think Ben Affleck can do that. Great. So there's another great choice for Bruce Wayne himself. I think that's a good cast. No, it's supposed to be an older Batman in this, too. An older, more experienced Batman. Right. Batman's been been around for a while. How cool would it be if Nightwing... Who do you think other Batman characters have to appear in this? Commissioner Gordon's got to appear. Oh, should. I can't imagine it's going to involve Gotham City and Superman going there or whatever without right, Commissioner right. Gordon. It can't just be Batman appearing in it, you know? Here's my question, though. It's, it says Batman versus Superman, so Batman's already established, and Superman is inherently good. Why would they be fighting each other? We'll have to wait and see how that's written out. Write yourself into a hole, like Sna- Zack Snyder. Now write yourself out of it. <laughs> like, that hasn't happened in comics numerous times before. There's always a reason. Who knows? It'd be interesting. Who knows? We'll, we'll see how interested. that plays out. I guess we will see how that plays out. Do you think, out. uh... Oh, so what? You're going to get Matt Damon to play Robin now? No, Matt Damon's not going to play Robin. Come on. Come on. Matt Damon. <laughs> Zack Snyder's like, guys, guys, get this. Dude, they're going to shit their pants. It's going to be just Matt like Good Will Hunting. going to be Robin. This is going to be so dope. Why would anybody in their right mind do that? Come on, guys. No, so you were, you brought alley. up an in- interesting thing to talk about, maybe. Who else might be in this movie? Yeah, what other Batman characters? What other characters? Batman characters you think? Uh, who would you put as Commissioner Gordon? Would you just say to recast Gary Oldman? Because he was well, a can't great do that. Gordon. Gary Oldman was a, perfect. It's a different fucking universe. Perfect. But yeah, wouldn't you can't just recast him. So it'd be an, if it's a more seasoned Batman, it would be an older Gordon. I don't know, man. Who would it be a good Gordon? Uh, maybe Arlie Ermey? No. No, no, that's Gordon. No. <laughs> what the fuck? No. Are you you needle nose dick. Batman, get out of there on that case. <laughs> you can drop and give me 20. <laughs> Arlie Gordon, why? Arlie Ermy. Arlie Gordon. Arlie Ermy. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Just let it go. <laughs> oh, who would be a good Gordon? Send us your thoughts. Who do you think would be a good Gordon in the Superman movie? So who? But what other? What other characters? I feel like you. They wouldn't want to overdo it. But do you think a villain would show up? The villains I think are very iconic. Alfred would show up. Of course, yeah. Uh, there needs to be at least one villain to from Batman's to like segue the both of them in together. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, who knows? I think it'd be cool if they did the Penguin. Yeah. Maybe show like Batman he pulled like a huge heist in. Operations. He pulled a huge heist in Metropolis or something like that, and. Uh, and then Batman goes to Metropolis or something, and then that's when they kind of butt heads with Superman. Who's cast as the Penguin? <sighs> I think College Humor did it perfectly when they cast Patton Oswalt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'm not him? even going to fight that one. I want it to continue. <laughs> Let it ride, baby. Come on. <laughs> I think Catwoman would be too much. Oh, Catwoman, that would be cool, though. Probably the best call would be to have it limit it to, yeah, an appearance by, like, the Penguin and Batman, Gordon, maybe an appearance by Nightwing. Limit it to mostly, you know what I mean, just close Bat family. Alfred? Yeah, of course, Alfred. Of course. You can't 
if Alfred's not in it, that would be ridiculous. Michael Caine was cool, but I hope they go back more towards a traditional Alfred, you know? One that looks more like the comics Pennyworth. Totally. A thin, gaunt man. John Cleese as Alfred. <laughs> that might work. Matt Damon as Alfred. Straight? Can you imagine John Cleese playing it straight? I don't he know might if be I able can, to do it. Can he play anything straight? <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Dude, fucking Christopher Lee. As Alfred? Yeah. I don't know. As Ra's al Ghul? Ooh. That would be pretty fucking amazing. Ooh. Okay, we're doing we're we're getting on to the Batman reboot that they scrapped. Oh, Christopher Lee is Ra's al Ghul. Wow. All respect in the world of Liam Neeson, but Christopher Lee is a little more I can That would be pretty awesome. Liam Neeson was great, but Christopher Lee would be fucking dope. Matt Damon is Alfred. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> I don't know I don't know I don't know, Bruce. <laughs> Bruce, this is getting pretty serious, Bruce. Let me now let me dress your wounds. Master Bruce. I could do all these math problems on this chalkboard here, but I don't know what to do about this whole penguin situation. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really put me in a tough predicament. <laughs> Bullock. 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 And uh, I mean that that's something that's a character you can put in just for fan service, really, and he doesn't even have to have more than three fucking, or four lines. Uh, what's his name? Um the the comic I don't from know, the looks... 80s with the leather jackets and, and shit. Andrew Dice Clay. Uh, as Bullock? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He kind of looks like Bullock now, too. <laughs> He's Oh, that would be cool. I take that. I take that. As a, are we, I feel like now we're just making a comedy of this movie. <laughs> no, no way. No way. Oh, Batman, leave the detective work to the real police, huh? <laughs> I tell you everything I think about you, but this movie's PG-13. They won't let me express myself artistically, huh? Oh, man. Instead of saying fuck, I got a fugazi. <laughs> Montoya. That'd be cool. That'd be cool to if have Montoya, Montoya appeared too. in it. Now we're just getting into Gotham's finest. Michelle Rodriguez, maybe? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Craig <laughs> <laughs> yeah. just turned into the Kool-Aid man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, she's, yeah, she... It hasn't done anything since Resident Evil movies. Sorry, I can't get past. Yeah. <laughs> she was in Machete. She, oh, She'll yeah. She'll probably be in Machete Returns. Do you, do you have to say it like that? Machete. 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 How about Machete? That's it's pronounced. Machete. Machete. Machete just sounds so white. <laughs> machete. Well. Uh, machete? I don't know. It's just not the way that machete. the word's pronounced. Machete. Well, it's pronounced that way because it's uh, Mexican. Yeah, but I'm saying machete is like a anglicized version of a Spanish word. Is is like, machete like a karaoke. Spanish word? Like karaoke is karaoke. Karaoke. Yeah, but you're not gonna walk up to a random person on the stream and like, have you been? You're like, hey, buddy, did you go to karaoke? Didn't I night? see you last night at karaoke? Mm, I was at karaoke last night. <laughs> yeah, I did, don't stop believing. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Four or five of us joined in. Karaoke. Okay, okay buddy, okay, partner, pal. Why well, don't we swing dance with it? Uh, so, yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. White people be like, karaoke <laughs> and machete. Silly, silly Anglos. Fucking gringos. We're, we were talking about Michelle Rodriguez, right? Oh, yeah, Mich oh, yeah, yeah, because she was in machete. No, but she'd be great Montoya. She's very feisty and uh, tomboyish. And I nope. can totally see her as a lesbian. Yeah. And me and you already agree that uh, Allison Brie should be Harley Quinn. Allison Brie. Totally pull it off. Absolutely. She she could play that totally insane. Watch her Santa Baby clip from uh, the from Community? Christmas season. Yeah, she she completely maybe? sounds like Harley Quinn there. Yeah, it was season she three. Totally the it. it was the one where uh, they joined the Glee Club. There you go. Check it out. Yeah, I could just see her going, oh, Mr. J, you make me so happy. Of course, there's Craig doing an awful Harley Quinn impersonation. <laughs> Actually, fuck that. Craig Lewis as Harley Quinn. Yeah, I could use the money. There we go. <laughs> I'm not above dressing scandalously, showing off all my sexy curves. Harley Quinn usually wore a full body suit, though. But it was a body suit showing off all her curves. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy she was. Also... <laughs> A lot of different reimaginings of Harley Quinn kind of have her wearing like a yeah, skirt of course, and a belly shirt. To. You can't have a female character and not have them be half naked for at least some duration of their existence. I think uh, I think they call it Rob Liefeldism. All right. Well, 
enough Ben Man. I think it's time to move on to our topic. We'll uh Oh, oh, oh. So we're gonna stop getting silly and start getting serious. No, I don't know about that. But Yeah, because I to be honest, I don't know if you could take this serious what we're gonna be talking about today. You could. I mean you could, and apparently a hundred thousand people plus do. So yeah, getting right to the topic, episode twenty, the subgenius episode. Right after a word from our sponsors. Are you tired of being bored at work, slaving away for those normals? (laughs) Spending all your hours toiling away, not getting the sex you deserve? Well, for most of those things, we can't help you. But by listening to Fairpoint, your day could be 10 to 20% less boring. Don't believe us? Just take it from one of our satisfied customers. Ooh, get away from me, you creep. Why even bother listening to any other f-ing podcast? Fairpoint f-ing podcast, the only goddamn podcast you need to listen to ever again. And to help us continue, you can send us all your money with any money orders to the secret room care of Fairpoint Podcast. The only podcast endorsed by J.R. Bob Dobbs. Except for that. Holly Luger. Just the facts. The Church of the Subgenius is a contemporary religious belief system founded in the 1970s by Ivan Sang and Philo Drummond that centers around the prophet J.R. Bob Dobbs and the concept of slack. Thank you, William Shatner. Any time, my friend. Yeah, so wow, the Church of the Subgenius is quite the interesting belief system quite the interesting belief system i don't even think begins to describe it Uh, as we said they've been around since the 70s they had their peak of popularity in the 80s and 90s of course according to their mythology they've been around since 1953 isn't that when their prophet the man good old jr yeah jr bob dobbs bob of course you know in parentheses his nickname Did I say parentheses? I meant quotations. Sorry. And you did air quotes while saying parentheses. (laughs) That confused me a little bit. (coughs) So do you want to talk about this Bob guy a little bit? Yeah. It's pretty interesting. Does he even exist? I don't even know where to begin with this this whole shit. No. <laughs> yes, no. Well, I mean... Because the only pictures they have of him are are Beaver Cleaver's dad. Yeah, Bob <laughs> is... You know the, the 50s clip art and advertisements and stuff you'd see of the dad smiling Smoking with a pipe? Smoking a pipe. That's Bob. That's J.R. Bob Dobbs, the prophet of the people who consider themselves part of the Church of the Subgenius, or Subgeni. According to them, he's a time-traveling man. Well, he he got all these powers from Jehovah One. Basically, and I would be honest, in researching this, about, probably about the first 10 minutes... When I saw that, I thought it was a typo. And I yeah. thought it was just Jehovah. And I'm like, is this the same thing as Jehovah's Witnesses? Let's back up a second. If you're confused, it's okay. Uh, we have no idea where to begin. Like, hopefully it'll just, start yeah, to... Flow together? <laughs> yeah. You see, I mean, I don't know if it's going to start to make sense, but you'll start to get some idea of what this religion's about. Well, they say that Jehovah One is a deity, but they also mention that he's an alien. Yeah, Jehovah One is the god of the Old Testament and the new, the, all the Abrahamic faiths. He's also in one of the great old ones from... From Lovecraftian mythology. Yeah, which... If you're not familiar with it, it's the whole Cthulhu yeah. thing and Raleigh and Yasgoth. Horrifying extraterrestrial demons beyond our concepts. Of yeah, he's existence. relatively good. Him and his uh his wife Iris. Yeah, he's one of them, but he's he's relatively good. Still horrible <laughs> by our standards, but by their standards, kind of a pussy, kind of a good guy. 
So Jehovah S- One contacts J.R. Bob Dobbs, a unassuming salesman, in the 50s through a television set that J.R. Bob Dobbs actually constructed. Do not adjust the dial. <laughs> I am Jehovah One. It was during the 1940s. Bob was up late watching late night television on this television set he constructed, and this S- extraterrestrial is as he normally does. God, right? yeah, as, as he normally does. Usually constructing televisions late at night. Well, no, he was watching television. Watching television. From it was on a TV that he constructed. So, do you think he constructed Jehovah One? Himself? No. Keep up, Craig. <laughs> Jesus Christ. He's we've making got a, stuff. We've got a lot to go over. So, if you're getting lost already. I apologize to everyone that's trying to follow us. So this extraterrestrial god, Jehovah One, contacts Bob through the television set, teaches him all sorts of things about the universe, and gifts him with a whole bunch of superpowers. As you mentioned, time travel. Time travel. Which accounts for inconsistencies and changes in the scriptures and stuff. Well, he's a time traveling man, so he went back and changed it. Yeah. It follows the sacred doctrine of erasability. That's what they call it. At least they got reasons behind it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if they contradict themselves, I'm like, whoa, 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 our prophet time travels, so it's hard to keep up. Things change a lot around here. <laughs> so everything that was taught to Bob by Jehovah One during that divine immaculation, as it's called, was written down in what's referred to as the pre-scriptures. Ooh. This is the most sacred text of subgenius tradition. I'm not totally sure it actually exists. I feel like maybe it's not real, but it's quoted a lot in like subgenius literature. There's sections of the pre-scriptures contained in what's usually referred to as the subgenius Bible. In parentheses, I mean quotes, air quotes. Would that uh, be the book of Bob? Well, no, that book's called The Book of the Subgenius, Being the Divine Wisdom, Guidance, and Prophecy of J.R. Bob Dobbs, High Epopt of the Church of the Subgenius, here inscribed for the salvation of future generations and in the hope that slack may someday reign on this earth. Is that the entire title? Yes. Wow, that's a long title. And that's the book they're selling? I, I believe it was sold. I believe it was given out a lot. Their early literature was disseminated in Texas in like the early 80s, I believe. Well, they do have a book that they're selling on Amazon. It's called The Book of the Subgenius, Sacred Teachings of J.R. Bob Dobbs. Yes, I've they heard of that one it. too. They shortened it quite a bit. That was <laughs> They could, had to fit the entire title on the cover. So, <laughs> you know. It's selling for a stellar sale price of seventeen forty one on Amazon.com with free Super Saver shipping if your order's over $25. So now they're kind of hooking you into buying something else. But, you know, just whatever. $24.99. God <laughs> damn, damn it. it. I've, I've found a way to rectify this. When you put this in your cart, just also add a Munchkin expansion pack or something. The cheapest one is seven eighty seven, which would bring your total up above... Assuming and. everyone's into the same exact shit I am. You know, just buy, a, just buy an expansion for your munchkin cards. Well, you know what? To be honest, I figure if anybody's interested in buying a book of the Church of the Subgenius, they also might play munchkin. Even if they haven't played it yet, they would like it. That's my thought. I just feel like, yeah, but they're two niche communities. Well, it was just... So, like, the opportunity for overlap... Whatever, I don't know, man. small circles, you know what I mean? Buy a fucking bath towel then. <laughs> I don't care. Do you want to not pay shipping and take advantage of it? Now you're stuck having to find a way to pay an extra $7.59. You have to find so a way. To you got to take out a second shipping. job just to pay the shipping. <laughs> no, you got to find something that you want to buy on Amazon. That... Yeah, because you might as well get something for that 7 bucks, right? Yeah, so then you get two free two items shipped for free. There you go. Amazon tips from Craig Lewis. Dink! I gave the Bob Dobbs smile. Yeah, Bob. He's the iconic symbol of this church. Christianity has the cross. Judaica has the star. Theirs is the face of this smiling 50s clip art guy with the pipe in his mouth. If you've ever seen Sublime's album, 40 Ounce to Freedom, he's on the disc. He's the big oh, face on the disc. Oh, that is. You know, I never made the correlation until just now. Yeah. Like we said, he was a salesman. He studied all sorts of other religions. And he actually traveled to Tibet where he learned all about yetis. And yetis are the actual ancestors of the subgeniuses. Uh, yeah, the members. Yeah, we haven't even talked about really what a subgenius is. What is slack, this quality that they talk about? What is this whole thing about? Well, <laughs> slack is exactly what you think it would be. Is The quality it that easy. slackers have, yeah. Yeah. They say it to be, avoid work. Yeah, so basically be as lazy as you can be. But they, they also say that slack is an actual concrete quality in the universe and that it can't really be defined. 
which reminds me a little bit of the Tao, but a gross misinterpretation of it to justify slacking off and (laughs) being lazy. I think it's a good thing to work to contribute to society and helping things be better for everyone. Yeah, well, that's yourself. That's just what those conspiracy normals want you to think. Apparently, in order to break the trend, you don't have to work hard. You just have to be very slackful. Oh, and have lots of sex, too. Supposedly, Jehovah One was originally contacting Bob to start a conspiracy. He wanted to start a conspiracy to brainwash the people of Earth into making them think they had to work for a living. What I don't understand about this, so that means that they've become a proponent of that. Who? The subgeniuses. Like, they're... No, that's that's what Jehovah One initially intended for Bob. But Bob was like, no way, Jose. And he infiltrated it and started a counter movement. I don't understand why they why they pray or I don't know what they do. You know, they this is their God and Who, Jehovah, Jehovah One? One is their God and he stands for and wants well, no. everything that Bob they is don't. their prophet. Bob is the central figure of the faith. Jehovah One is one of the great old ones of Lovecraftian mythos. So he's just so he's, the deity they choose to. He's just the go deity against. that happens to kind of be here and in charge, and that contacted Bob. And you know what I mean. It's so not, basically, they don't pray to Jehovah One. Their prophet is the one that they pray to. More or less, yeah, yeah. They they J. basically Bob make Dobbs, him definitely, their god. Definitely. But Bob vehemently denies that he is holy. He's just a, a man. And that's the other thing is you would think you have to, to be a good salesman, you have to be a hard worker. You have to really sell yourself. <laughs> right. You it's know? so <laughs> weird. Like it's, this whole thing contradicts itself all the time. Yeah. I think they get off on it. <laughs> <laughs> These damn transgressors and hooligans. Ooh, they must they be some really sort of my geniuses. <laughs> so yeah. What is a subgenius? A subgenius is not necessarily somebody that's less than a genius. It is kind of that, but not really. That's not what it means. They're substitute geniuses. They stand in for, you know, Stephen Hawking when he can't make an appearance. <laughs> no, no, no. Nor are they an expertly trained sandwich maker. Ah. I, the best way to put it is they're, they're people that get it. They're the people that get it. Or, you know, whatever. They see past the bullshit. They're individuals. And they possess this quality of slack. And more importantly than that, they descend from yetis. <laughs> well, supposedly there's about 40,000 of them. Well, they say it's about 10% of the population or something, right? Uh, would that be 4, that would be less, four million it? or 4 billion? I don't know. The founder of the religion, Ivan Stang, he, he stated that there's 40,000 members. Okay. But a lot of people think that the estimates are much lower than that. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, also, he said that about a quarter of that 40,000 were ordained ministers of the faith. So (laughs) don't you think it's kind of weird that 25% of the people involved with the faith are clergymen? Don't you think a lot of things about this religion are kind of (laughs) weird? I mean, That's the least weird thing about this religion. Please, don't take any disrespect. I think the Church of the Subgenius is pretty damn cool. I have nothing against it. If you're going to take offense to this, you A, picked the wrong podcast, and B picked the wrong religion like seriously dude and just for entertaining conversation i'm gonna state that like i can't take this thing seriously <laughs> it's it's hard for me like i'm trying to what gets me is the fact that if they are an actual organized religion does that mean they're tax exempt and if they are that will piss me off <laughs> <laughs> i i don't know they're they're admittedly for profit so well yeah i mean all you got to do is pay them and they'll make you a minister. Probably not. They're probably not tax exempt. I mean, they actually stated on their subgenius.com website that you can, with credit card or PayPal, just flat out give them money for nothing. Ballsy move. I'll give them respect for that one. Like, yeah. at least they're honest. Like, you know, you want to, you believe in us, just give us money. Yeah. Which they believe that Bob founded the church to make money and they're very so upfront about that. That's one sacred teaching I'll follow. Give us your credit card information. Send it to Fairpoint Podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It's the will of Bob. Bob endorses our podcast. So if he does, you should too. Not only endorse it, but sponsor it. Uh, So so Bob, back to Bob. The man who who (laughs) stated, you'll pay to know what you really think. He was born to Jane McBride Dobbs and an unknown father. Isn't that because Um, his quote-unquote dad looked nothing like him? Yeah, so he's suspected to not actually be his real father. So it's kind of like uh, maybe Jehovah One came and slapped it to his mom a little bit and uh, 
Maybe. Made I'd, him, and that's why he's able to talk to him, because that's his real dad. Or his mom might have cheated on him. But either way, they've hidden With his identity. With the milkman. That's why he looked... You just blown this conspiracy out of the water. His dad is the milkman. That's why he has that like the smart milkman. Yeah, <laughs> with that smile, give him a pipe, a nice robe, some fuzzy slippers, and the evening paper. There you go. So you know what's in that pipe? Cannabis. <laughs> no, a mysterious Opium? no, a mysterious substance known as habafropzip habafropzip have a winkenbach habafweekin habit. Hold on, have already ruined this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Winkenbox rumpus room. No. All right, it's Habafrop Zipolops. Because I was just going to say, wait, don't tell me. Is it Habafrop Zipolops? <laughs> Habafrop Zipolops. Habafrop Zipolops. Or Frop for short, that which just, is said to have like, all sort of mystical properties. That just seems like a made-up thing to me. <laughs> Do we have a country of origin for that word? Right. In the midst of all this legitimate history, I think that that might have been made up. <laughs> And this is the stuff that gives. Do you think uh, people in the church of subgenius? Their like big goal is to try to find this half a frappa ziplos. No, I don't think so. And, and to then smoke it themselves. I don't think they're supposed to have goals. Oh yeah, that's like goes totally anti-slacking. Yeah, uh, Bob's HQ is in Sarawak, Malaysia. It's it's entirely walled around. It's his big headquarters. They believe in all sorts of things, like different stuff from pop culture and religions. They believe that there are UFOs everywhere, some of extraterrestrial origin, but more of them being used by the conspiracy to spy on people. The conspiracy is trying to lead everyone away from slack by making them work hard and work for the conspiracy and all that. Apparently, by being a member, you could become physically attractive overnight. They stated really? that. Really? They stated that. Really? Yep. Uh, you, you, should, you should consider you should consider joining, Craig. I'll take that into mind, Mark. Under I thought you were about to say I'll take that as a compliment. I'm like, no, 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 please don't. No, I'll please put that don't. in. I'll put that in consideration and file it away in the box marked "Dick Move," Nathan. Yeah, it's it's interesting though. It, it was huge in the counterculture movements. You know what I mean? Of like the late '80s, the early '90s, Gen X and shit. Yeah. Word of mouth got passed through a lot of like zines, you know what I mean? Like punk rock zines, you know, like photocopied pamphlets that were passed around in underground circles and they would pass those around, started in Texas, spread from there. A lot of, you know, DJs and people into music and stuff got into it and comedians. It was it was really big. Come on, who VHS tapes. What scene of people would want to follow a faith that promotes laziness and and the slack ability you know the grunge punk rock rebellious teenage crowd of the early 90s right it's it, it seems makes to sense. be a lot of a lot of awkward interesting people that are all from different walks of life but they're all kind of awkward and weird and they're individuals and that's a cool that that's a cool thing it's a good thing uh the movement was blamed for the famous world peace virus the first macintosh virus that uh was it was of course incorrectly blamed on them but they are too slackful to develop viruses. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> there you go. There's their alibi. You could make a virus while slacking off, just sitting on your computer. Yeah, but it'd be a lazy virus, and then, uh, you know, you wouldn't put much effort into it, right? <laughs> be like, yeah, I'll spread when I get around to it. Yeah. One this, day. I'm going to fuck this computer up for now. Did you want to talk about the conspiracy a little bit? I don't know if we should. I don't know if that's a good idea. I'm hit or miss on most conspiracies. But this one, I gotta tell you, this is, just feels true. This, feels... Is, this one's the bee's knees. I could buy that the government wants people to just, you know, be drones and and work for them. It it well, seems like I that's... don't think anyone's arguing that. Yeah, that's it's so weird that I can't even put words to sentences. This <laughs> is boggling my mind. They they state that the fact that America values individuality is a myth. Uh, yeah, I I think that's accurate. I would agree with that, too, because, like I said, they kind of want people to just work for the state, go to work, go home to your family, procreate, uh, move on, die, so the next generation can do the same and give money to the government. So that's where I can actually get behind them and say, you know what, you got an idea there. That's something I've always somewhat thought. Like most religions and belief systems, there definitely is a lot of truth to it. I mean, you and I are two of the people that wanted to break away from that routine. That's why we started a podcast. Because we wanted to break away from the routine of... From monotony and, you know, getting a 40-hour-a-week job and just doing the grind at an office or whatever. 
that's just, that's just not for us. So does that mean we should follow these teachings and join? Well, see, I, no, I'm. that's where we differ. I love work. I love working. I love both of my jobs. They're fucking awesome. I don't want to totally quit. I would like to maybe take more time off to work on my creative stuff and make a little money off my creative stuff too. But I think people should work. I think it's good for people to work. It's healthy for them and it's healthy for other people. So that's where I think they're wrong. It's right. Well, that in that sense, I mean, it's not like I want to not work and only, you know, do podcasts for the rest of my life and just like, but like we, you have to, you have to work. I just, if I had the opportunity, I would try to make, you know, make my life out of my creativity and maybe have just a small side job, you know, for insurance, yeah. I guess. But <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a good thing to have slack in your life. A lot of people don't, they spend too much time working, they spend too much effort on it and they don't think about that aspect of slack. And that's when that they wake up in the morning and they're 45 years old and they wonder what the fuck happened to my life. Yeah. You have to balance it though. You have to balance it. Maybe some Sometimes they take it too far to the extreme. This church and promoting it makes it seem like that's the only thing you you should achieve. Well, they have five commandments, the five commands of the Church of the Subgenius, which uh, have you seen these, Craig? Probably. <laughs> uh, let's, let's take a look at them real quick. Number one, stop working and shun regular employment. So that's, yeah, we just kind of talked about that. That's yeah, pretty. That's... Yeah. Number two, purchase goods and products sold by the church. We just kind of talked about that a minute we, ago too. They're, they're they're really for, for profit and profit. So does that mean they sell like their own peanut butter and I don't know maybe bread? I buy subgenius peanut butter. You know what? No, maybe I wouldn't <laughs> buy subgenius peanut butter. It might be laced with have a pop of the shop of the M Night Shyamalan, whatever. Wicked fucking <laughs> Wick, Nick. Wick, have a stop of Popolis. Number three, rebel against law and order. I can kind of get with that sometimes where it's appropriate. With the anarchist movement and everything, that's they would follow that order there. Number four, rid the world of everyone who did not descend from yetis. Is that's, that a real? Yes, that's where we, we, we kind of differ. Because, look. I'm not descended from a yeti. I don't, I don't like die. stupid normal sheeple either. But they need to be around uh, for balance in the universe. Yeah, you, you can't just kill people off like that. No. Yeah, man, have a heart, Bob. That's part of what society is, is protecting the stupid normal people from natural selection. And last but not least, number five, exploit fear as a tool against the conspiracy. Yeah, because fear mongering's where it's at. It seems to me that these people were the social outcasts and they founded their own religion and belief structure based on what they want. And then they just kind of turned it around and made themselves like we're the better ones and we should rid the world of all the ignorant jocks and uh, cool kids of the world that are just mindless sheeple. Yeah, which is, again, taking it too far. Yes, it's to good the to extreme. It's good to elevate yourself above the the flock because yes, the general consensus of people. It I don't. It, you don't want to sound pretentious though. You don't want right. to sound like you're better to, than people. I was about to say it's but, an other thing to be above the flock, point yeah. down, laugh at them, and tell them how awful of people. Yeah, they are. it's good to aim above average. You know what I mean, and, and try to learn. And, Unless they're and Twilight the fans, then by all means, tell yourselves. Tell everybody how better, how much better you are than they are. And hey, hey, if you really did descend from Yeti and you have superior qualities because of that, that's awesome. But Do you if think you, they're mostly hairy, if then? you look down on people that didn't, that's called racism. So, Ooh, got like, you there. You can't do on. that. You yeah. can't do that. No one likes a racist except for other racists. There's where where you miss out too, because even most other racists hate other racists too. Yeah, because they happen to be of other delusional. races. Yeah. Racists of other races hate racists of the other races. They're so delusional in their own racism that they don't see it. Yeah, basically racists of other races hate racists of other races so they don't see their faces and they act kind of tasteless. And, and they ain't going places. Nope. Just trapped in the maces. I think you lost ah, it. <laughs> I'm not the rapper here. There's a lot of subgenius holidays. There's actually a holiday for every day of the year. And do you think they could possibly get time off of their holidays? <laughs> right. I need have? paid time off for X day. Yeah. And oh, by the way, it's the day after the 4th of July. So yeah. <laughs> just give me two straight days paid <laughs> right. holiday, vac- holiday pay. Come on. Time and a half. I want a five day weekend. That's their most important holiday. X day. That's their Christmas, if you will. Even though, don't you think 
X Day was kind of a failure, didn't they? Wasn't that supposedly the day that you know the aliens were going to come and yeah? Basically, it was predicted that July fifth, nineteen ninety eight, was going to be X Day, the day predicted pretty accurately. I just want to add, (laughs) yeah, the day that a massive change would happen when Exists, which are beings from Planet X, would arrive and subgenius leaders and members would be transported on spaceships to Dimension X. AKA Asgard. Ooh, where the Krangs are. Yeah. Dimension sure. X. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the neutrinos. Oh, come on. I want to join this now. Let's why didn't X Day happen? <laughs> yeah, it was basically a joyful hell where they would have union with like sex goddesses and stuff. Yeah. While the Earth was destroyed. Uh, while they're looking down at the Earth and like <laughs> I'm getting laid like a pimp. <laughs> And then they would be transformed into, like, superior mutants known as Overmen and Uberwomen. I, I just get the feeling that an Uberwoman is, is a scary sight. But That's of just course, too much woman for me. When the day rolled around and nothing happened, church leaders were like, maybe it was supposed to happen in 8661, which is 1998 flipped upside down. Oops, uh... they got it wrong. So I guess we got a few thousand more years. So in the meantime, orgy! So yeah, now they celebrate it every year. Everybody, yeah, everybody, everybody, get naked, get naked. You get naked too. Come on. All right, everybody, pile on. There's a there's a few holes open over here. Subgenius gatherings frequently involve nakedness and weirdness, to say the least. You, I mean, you could basically just have you could basically just have a seminar or you know any one of their gatherings at a swingers party. Sure. Who knows? Lots of lots of sexy stuff going. So as I said too, there is a holiday for every day. Um, there are other important holidays. Uh, they also periodically have events known as devivals, and these will include anything from sermons and music or other art forms where their leaders use comical names and, you know, uh, have ang- where their leaders will use comical names and just go on an angry rant. Basically like a, basically like a church sermon. Yeah. But yeah. only angrier. With weird aspects of skit and music and theatrics woven in and yeah. Very yeah. weird. I mean people have very cool. Them- it's very cool. I keep using the words weird, but be flattered. It's not a bad thing. It's well, fucking I'm sure awesome. Anybody that's in the church of the subgenius is overly flattered by being called weird. They're like, Hell yeah, I'm weird. And they're proud of it. So at least, you know, they they do themselves and they're they're true to themselves. You do you. Hashtag dope. So, yeah, and as I said, there's a holiday for every day. There's some other big holidays, but even the days that don't have big holidays. So there's 365 days in a year, 365 holidays that they celebrate. Well, yeah, I was trying to explain that. That that's what a year is, Craig. <laughs> yes, that's what every day of the year means. And they should get holiday pay for everyone. Every single time, one of them. Time off. <laughs> yes. The ultimate slackest. The guy that can convince his boss that he needs holiday pay. It's religious. And the time off for every day of the year. 365 holidays a year. Come can, on, it's Dracula I Day. We I can work every four years on leap year. <laughs> there you go. There's the 366th day. One day every four years. He's putting in his time at that company. I, apl- I will the, applaud the it's man. It's the that subgenius can- Sabbath. You know what? Fuck it. Dude. Apparently, people just build upon this religion, so we are adding that to the subgenius Sabbath. You deserve 365 days off a year to observe every single holiday, except every four years on February 29th. That is the subgenius Sabbath, where you work. <laughs> their, their Sabbath is to actually work. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love it. I think they would love it, too. That's it. They better fucking do it, though. They have to take it seriously. And then they have to say, oh, thanks to honorary non-Yeti mem- <laughs> members. I don't know, man. I think I'm probably a subgenius. If people are subgeniuses, I'd like to think I'm one. You think you're a Yeti's descendant? If that's a thing, yes. <laughs> I would love to be descended from Yetis. <laughs> I am pretty hairy. So the days that aren't accompanied by a major holiday, they usually just celebrate a saint. There are hundreds of canonized saints. Uh, Too many to list, but I would like (laughs) to look at some of them because there's some pretty cool people that have been canonized as official saints of the church. Can I tell you my favorite holiday? Monty Python Day. That's pretty cool. He's probably one of their greatest saints that they have. He, Monty Python's <laughs> not a person, Craig. Uh, well, Monty Python encompasses Terry Gilliam. Monty Python is like five people. <laughs> Terry Gilliam and others. Yeah. yeah. 
It's like it's the name of a comedy troupe. I thought that was the Flying Circus. But Monty <laughs> Python actually is a canonized saint. The whole comedy troupe, I guess. Yeah, saint Monty he. Python. <laughs> that's that's where I that's where I donned him. He. Some other canonized saints. One saint. Uh, saint Jesus Christ. Saint Charles Darwin. Saint Jimi Hendrix. Saint Sigmund Freud. Saint Mao Zedong. Saint Al Capone. Uh, St. Thingfish. Yes, they canonized the Frank Zappa album. Yeah. Well, he was the king of weird rock. St. Michael Jackson. Uh, St. Klaatu. Yes, the robot from The Day the Earth Stood Still is canonized as a saint in the subgenius religion. We have fictional people as canonized saints. Oh, St. Willy Wonka. There you go. Well, he brought us chocolate. St. Ice Tea. Ice tea is in the wrapper iced tea? Yes. Or iced tea is in delicious, refreshing <laughs> beverage? You know, probably both. <laughs> I There's wouldn't two doubt iced it. tea days. <laughs> uh, St. Roger Corman. St. Alfred E. Newman, who you may recognize as the mascot of Mad Magazine. Yeah. St. Marilyn Monroe. Uh, St. Snuffleupagus. Uh, my favorite saint. St. Isaac Asimov. St. Boris Karloff. St. Hunter S. Thompson, of course. I don't. Uh, I I would think it was incomplete if they didn't canonize right, him. Right, right. He made drugs cool. St. Huey Newton, St. Carl Sagan. I Saint, thought you were going to say Huey Lewis. St. <laughs> Wonder Woman, St. George Carlin, awesome. St. Hercules, <laughs> uh, St. Brian Michael Bendis, pretty fucking cool uh, writer, big with Marvel Comics. St. Bill Hicks. Uh, yes. Fair point favorite. Yes. St. Geronimo. Fair point fame. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fair point fame. Who you may know from, uh, well, I mean, earlier he's episode. most notable as being the topic of our 14th episode with Brandon <laughs> Hicks. I mean, he's also been a. Sorry. With Brandon Dyer. Uh, St. Adolf Hitler. Kind of interesting. St. Buddha. Well, there, that kind of goes with the racist thing, I guess. Uh, St. Salvador Dali. St. Hugh Hefner, St. Alec Guinness. I like that it's not Obi-Wan Kenobi, but the man who plays him. Uh, St. Neil Gaiman, fucking awesome. Okay. Uh, St. Pope John the Twelfth. <laughs> At least the Pope's getting his work cut in. St. Alan Moore, a lot of comic book writers, which is pretty dope. St. McFoley. McFoley! St. Lizzie Borden. So apparently it's not that hard to get recognized yeah, I, as a I saint. I feel like they just kind of had this this meeting and they were like, well, we got to come up with a bunch of saints that we're going to praise and worship and have holidays for. Just think of things that you think are cool. And somebody was like, Lizzie Borden. And then people were like, what? And they're like, mm, okay. Right. Werewolf. <laughs> Fucking done. Saint done. Werewolf. Saint Werewolf. And that's, yes, that's Boris Karloff. <laughs> no, there's there's a Saint Werewolf. Not, not the wolf man, but just a, a werewolf, I guess. Uh, there's Saint Chico. I don't know who that is. I like to think that it's just some guy named Chico who like <laughs> held the door for Ivan Stang one day. He's he like, "Hey, like, thanks, Chico. <laughs> What's your name, man? Chico. You're fucking canonized. Thanks, dude. I appreciate it. You hold the door like no one else. Apparently, I'm a saint now. <laughs> saint Teddy Ruxpin. <laughs> no. no. Saint a- L. Ron Hubbard. Saint Charles Manson. St. Alistair Crowley, St. Godzilla, St. Mechagodzilla, St. <laughs> Rodan, St. King Ghidra, St. Cheech Marin, St. Tommy Chong, St. Lucifer. Okay, and seeing how there's so many different saints, I think this is where I might have to cut you off, Nathan. Uh, just, I one just, just one more, just one more. But I don't... Just one more. Just let me... time, we're like... Okay, one more. One more. Sorry, that did that did like you're, you're like put the eating into our, our our ending budget here. My favorite Saint Pokemon. Yes. Whoa! Is that is all six hundred forty nine of them? Right. Soon to be more come October. Yeah, that's, Saint Pokemon. All Pokemon, I guess. That's a lot of saints there. And I think this is where some people that are adamant about their own personal religion, like Christians, you know, serious Christians might. Be slightly offended at the fact that Jesus Christ is a saint and on the same level as, say, Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler, uh, Lucifer, <laughs> Lucifer, <laughs> maybe, Lucifer, yeah, they Teddy like, Rockspin. Te- <laughs> you know, I'm surprised there wasn't a Saint Marilyn Godzilla. Godzilla, 
Who's killed more people, Charles Manson, Adolf Hitler, or Mecha Godzilla? I think Jesus has. There was the there was the Crusades after all. Jesus didn't kill anybody. They did it in the name of him, so technically it happened by him. No. No? Doesn't count? Not unless he ordered them to, which he didn't. Well Hitler according... Hitler ordered people to kill people in his name. Jesus was like, nah dude, turn the other cheek and they were like, Like this? Stab him in the heart. <laughs> what? They're like they're no. like they're like, but you said kill all the infidels. Uh, no, no, I did not. <laughs> Who said that? I Who's s- the wise guy? I out said, there that you said that. S- you say unto me an eye for an eye, and I say unto you, turn the other cheek. How did you interpret that as kill people? Kill people that don't believe in me? No, no, no. Just so there's some notable members or associates of the church. A couple cool ones: Mark Allen Mothersbaugh, the lead singer of the new wave band Devo. Uh, is it technically new wave still, or is it considered old wave by now? <laughs> The old wave band, Devo. Paul Rubens, a.k.a. Pee Wee fucking Herman. <laughs> so cool. And cartoonist R. Crumb, who needs no introduction, but, you know, creator of Fritz the Cat. He's Yeah, just in, uh, uh, just in case people don't know. Well, if you're ahead. not into animation, you might not know, but get up on it, R. Crumb. Important shit. Some, uh, you know, cultural references. You can see Bob, like we said, on the cover of 40 Ounce to Freedom. He's also in a Devo music video, Love Without Anger. Um, At the end of every Pee Wee episode, Pee Wee Herman rides his bike off, you know? Yeah. He rides it by in front of a big billboard with a picture of Bob. And, And, you know, subliminal messages. You don't see his children. Yeah. (laughs) Watching that show. Even the Rugrats would always refer to God as Bob. They would say that, like, children are a gift from Bob. Bob is my witless. Like they. Oh yeah, yeah. Chucky said that. Yeah. On a old ass Atari ST computers, like the graphical character set, you know, like the numbers, letters, yeah. symbols, and stuff, contained three symbols that I guess done in succession or whatever when you displayed the number set. I don't know. Something like that would display an image of Bob's face. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, and of course, some people refer to that as like a joke or parody or satire religion right well i mean do do you think that the founders consider it as a parody well i mean i think in a sense it's accurate because they clearly consider humor and irony to be like sacred things right so but I, i mean i feel like if we were to sit here and rip them apart they would find it flattering i also feel like it's unfair though because it is a legitimate belief structure in religion and uh and I think they understand. Until they're tax exempt, I won't buy it. They understand the power of story and the power of scripture, icons, and, and <laughs> so I mean, far off. I don't know. I don't know how to really. I mean, I don't want to bottle it up. It, it's like we said, they're getting at something, and what they're getting at, we can dig. Do you? <laughs> don't take life so seriously. I guess if that's you know their main thing to impart, you know. Take some free time off. Uh, drink a beer to Hitler on his holiday. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. See, there's some things I can't get behind, but you know, I can't get behind the whole not working. Can't get behind Hitler as a canonized saint. Uh, but, watch I mean, a Monty Python marathon on their day. I say, if you take anything from this religion, it's to kill everybody that's not descended from Yetis. Well, I guess that's all there needs to be said. So before we sign out today, I'd like to tell you, if you haven't had a chance to listen to last week's episode with blurry photos, the stars, Dave Flora and David Stecco, it was it was a great time. Uh, Everybody will enjoy it. All one hour and 26 minutes of it. Yeah. Check it the fuck out. It's it's good. The Sandhill Crane episode. You might be like Sandhill Crane. I don't need to listen to an episode about a bird. I'd rather listen to Church of the Subgenius or Chupacabra. Way more interesting. No. No, go go check no. it out. Because check out the Sandhill Crane episode. It's hilarious. And I would tell you to go to their Facebook page and like them, but apparently they, they declared a like war on us. So, uh, oh, yeah, and their big 50th episode. Ooh, look at you. Episode 50. Ooh, ooh we could have gotten there if things didn't crash and burn for us for almost a full year. No. Hey, hey, we were, we were too committed to the Subgenius cause. We got you slacking. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Bringing it back all the time. You guys are going down in all seriousness. <laughs> in all seriousness, go like their page. Tell your friends, like their page, like our page. Facebook.com slash Fairpoint Podcast. Facebook.com slash Blurry Photos Podcast. 
check out that Sandhill Crane episode. Definitely check out the Sandhill Crane Go check Crane out their episode. episode 50, the tarot episode. A lot of cool stuff going on all over the map. As we mentioned earlier, we got a Twitter now, at FairPointPod. Follow us there, please, because it's kind of silly me tweeting to myself. Also, give me hints on how to be good at Twitter. What, what hashtags should I use? What's trending now that I can put into our podcast? Hashtag James Blunt. <laughs> Hashtag James Blunt. All right. Definitely. Ben Man. Hashtag Ben Man. Hashtag Ben Man. We'll be following that around. Hashtag. Hashtag kill everyone that's not a Yeti motherfucker. That's too long. That's, I don't think you understand how Twitter <laughs> I, I works. I think that's more than 146 characters, characters itself. If you, if, you, if you don't use the newfangled Facebooks or Twitters, you can always send us an old fangled email. Fairpointpodcast at yahoo.com. Yeah. And be patient, but there are more YouTube videos coming soon at youtube.com backslash fairpointpodcast. That's our channel. Like and subscribe us there. Okay. Well, we're well into September now, and October's fast approaching. Ooh. Halloween is on the horizon. And we didn't get a chance to do anything for Halloween last year, so this is really our big, our first big uh, Halloween production that yes. we can put out. So, and we're excited about it. We have a lot of great things coming to you on Scarepoint. Scarepoint, motherfucker! It's all month long, all Fair. October. Five episodes in a row, all horror themed, all Halloween horrific. Fairpoint is taking a vacation, and Scarepoint is stepping up to the plate. Yes, sir. It's going to be pretty fucking scarific. Yeah, hashtag scarific. Yeah, hashtag scarific, bitch. Um, it's going to be pretty cool. Every week we're going to look at a different horror icon. It's going to be pretty dope. So we'll Obviously, see you there in October. Yeah. Well, not, we're not going to see them, but they'll, they'll hear us in October. Yeah, don't worry. Not unless you're listening to us on the Xbox One. If you are listening to this podcast actually on the sends Xbox us a feed One, directly to our laptops. <laughs> then yes, we'll see you in October. Make sure you come back to us next week and listen to a great podcast we're going to have about 90s commercials. That's the topic next week. Without the and visuals, we still bring the awesome. From secretroommultimedia.com, I'm Nathan Kapiser. And I'm still the Reverend Craig Lewis. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, thanks. With the free super saving shipper, <laughs> shipper, the free super savings shipping <laughs> on orders over super savings oh. from the seashell seashore. <laughs>